السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما رسائد الشريف اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد For most of us in a tranquility peace of mind true happiness and our real self-worth is determined by our external circumstances I'll say that again for most of us our inner satisfaction tranquility peace of mind true happiness and our self-worth is based on external circumstances generally this is the case we outsource our self-worth our true happiness and because of which generally we find ourselves in a condition where we give more importance to style over substance form over meaning and we see this in our life generally you will see we give much more importance to style over substance and the interesting thing is the Quran the Sunnah the Seerah our beloved Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and there's a beautiful book available today by the way on the life of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam free for everybody to take with you so please do so on your way out so our Deen our Islam Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has stressed this point on so many occasions to you and I to the Sahaba that you need to be people of depth don't be superficial you need to be people of depth people look beyond look beyond what you can see with your eyes and we've been called to look with the eyes of the heart it's not just the apparent it's not just what's there that's not everything there's much more to it and we've been told not to base our life on shallow perspectives because if I base my life, my understanding, and my self-worth, my true happiness, if it's based on a very shallow perspective, then what's going to be the result? What's going to be the outcome? What's going to be the end goal, if there is going to be any? Very disempowering. If it's based on something that's shallow, the end result is going to be very, very shallow. And this is what most of us, if not all, are facing at the moment. And we find the Prophet ﷺ explaining this. You will never be able to access your true value as long as you keep assessing yourself on very shallow perspectives. Let's take one incident. And like this, we have many incidents in the seerah. The Prophet ﷺ had a very good friend. His name was Zahir. He would live on the outskirts of Medina. Very simple person. The hadith describes by saying he was not very attractive. Like you wouldn't be someone you'd see anything. Oh, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't mind getting my daughter married to this guy. Probably be on the last on the list. So the hadith mentions not very attractive. 
very poor, simple person, lived on the outskirts of Medina. He would come to Medina into the city to sell some vegetables on the roadside. Very simple person, but he was a friend of the Prophet One day, Zahir comes to Medina Munawar. He's in the city, on the streets, selling his vegetables. The Prophet noticed him. So he went round behind him, went round behind his back. And he hugged him from the back. So Zahir doesn't know. And he's grabbed onto him. Think of when someone's done that to you. Okay, or someone taps you on the back on the right hand, on right, and you turn around and... Oh, so the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and we don't view the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa from this angle. We just think of a person who's always on the musallah, always fasting, always performing hajj, always spending in the path of Allah, fighting the enemies. That, that's just one element. That's just a fraction of the beautiful seerah. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sees a friend of his, so he goes behind his back and he, and he holds him like that in a way where Zahir couldn't see who it was. So naturally, when somebody grabs you from the back like this, you're going to move around. You're going to say, like, get off me. Who is it? And this is what he did. So imagine the Prophet of Allah is grabbing him. He's moving around like, who is it? Get off me. And when, when he looked, you might just, just think of those moments when he looked and when he glanced into the eyes of the Prophet wasallam. The hadith says, then he said like, yeah, grab me even more. And he wanted to stay there. And then the Prophet ﷺ played along with him and then he made this into something humorous. And he said, who wants to buy this person from me? Because he was in the market. So he's selling vegetables. The Prophet ﷺ stood behind him and said, right, I'm going to be the buyer and I'm seller now. I'm taking your role and I'm selling. Who wants to buy this person from me? Now immediately Zahir says, now I want you to see how the Prophet ﷺ laid so much emphasis on changing our perspective. Zahir said, O Prophet of Allah, you're going to find me. If you sell me, you're not going to get anything out of me. I'm worthless. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not worth anything. No one's going to want to buy me. Your profit's going to be, you're not going to make any profit out of this transaction. You're going to find me kasida, the hadith mentions. You're going to have a loss. Now immediately when the Prophet ﷺ noticed that people were measuring themselves against very shallow perspectives, style over substance, the Prophet ﷺ immediately corrected him and said, Zahir, Zahir, in the sight of Allah you are priceless. In the sight of Allah you are priceless. As long as we continue to measure ourselves and our self-worth, on things that are superficial and shallow perspectives we will continue to continue to feel like this and this is the way the world is going at the moment so we need to continue to work and if there's one of two things one of two extremes will happen if we base our self-worth our inner peace our happiness our true worth if it's going to be based on external sources external circumstances what people say what people think what people perceive of me if it's going to be based on that we'll end up in one of two extremes either we'll become extremely narcissistic which is happening me myself and i or we're going to be extremely depressed which is also happening we need to be in a balance equilibrium and this is the ummah this is the ideal state you can't always be too happy you can't be always too sad. This is the world. There will be times when we'll be happy. There will be times when sadness will come as well. The ideal state to be in or to regulate yourself or to bring yourself is into a state of balance. 
But unfortunately, even out of circumstances, we're either on this side or we're either on this side. And the Prophet worked on the Sahaba constantly to bring balance in their lives. Be in a state of equilibrium where you're not extremely just over obsessed with yourself that you become narcissistic and you're not eating yourself up so much full of self-doubt and lack of confidence and just having no self-worth whatsoever that you become extremely depressed. So the Prophet ﷺ constantly works on this. Look at the beautiful hadith. We're living in the age of Instagram. What's Instagram all about? What's it all about? It's about selfies. It's about pictures. It's about style over substance. That's what it's about. Okay, filters. And just, you know, you know, making your lips nice, putting a ring of flowers on your head. And this is what we're doing. You don't realize the Prophet says, The Prophet is teaching us to change our perspective. Don't measure yourself against shallow perspectives. Otherwise, you will never have any self-worth. Or you'll go to the other extreme. The Prophet said, Indeed, Allah does not look towards your faces. Allah doesn't look at your exterior. Allah doesn't look at style. He looks at substance. We are measuring everything we do based on style. But Allah doesn't look at that. Not to say that you shouldn't have style. We're not saying that. Our religion commands us. When you come to the masjid, Whenever you come to the masjid, adorn yourself. Dress up for the masjid. You must do. Not because you want to, because you want to feel happy. No, our sense of purpose is much greater. Our life doesn't end on just me feeling ultimate happiness. No, maybe the West, for them, that's it. Just for you to feel like you're ultimate. No, our purpose and sense of purpose is much greater to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alongside that, as a byproduct of doing that, we will get hayatun tayyibah. You will get happy anyway. Happiness will be there anyway, if you're pleasing Allah. And without pleasing Allah, if you are experiencing happiness, well, that's superficial. That's temporary. That's not going to lead you to the eternal abode of Jannah Firdaus. May Allah grant us all. So, coming back to this point, in Allah Allah does not look at your pictures. Suwar. Suwar means style, your forms, your faces, your Instagram. Allah doesn't look at what you're showing on Instagram. Allah say, Allah's telling us clearly, Allah doesn't look at that. Allah doesn't look at that. That's not what Allah, Allah does not judge anybody according to that. If my whole life, my perspective is as shallow as this, I'm going to go into one of two extremes. Either I'm going to get extremely narcissistic and self-obsessed because I'm going to constantly put these pictures. And that doesn't mean uh, it only applies to people on Instagram. It happens in all different ways. And we're always waiting for people to like the way we look, like the way we dress, like the way we speak, like the way we do things. And then if we carry on believing that and thinking this is my true self, or because we've outsourced our happiness onto other people's words and affirmations, then what's going to happen is I'm going to become extremely self-obsessed and narcissistic. I'll just care about myself. On the contrary, if I don't get those likes, if people don't com com compliment me, people don't say good things about me, if people are not appreciative of what I'm doing, if people don't comment on what I've worn or the perfume I've applied or the scarf or my mascara, for example, then what's going to happen? 
that's going to lead me to a state of depression because I've relied on that for my inner true worth. It's the Prophet said, true richness, true happiness comes from within, from inside out, not outside in. We're outsourcing our inner true happiness to everybody else. That's why it's so easy to just blame everybody when things go wrong and not take any responsibility. It's easy. It's easy to put all this aside and not see the true reality that you are an individual. Allah has given you a life and you are a decision maker. And what you do will make a difference. You do good, Allah will reward you. And this is why as Muslims, as Muslims, we are so fortunate. We are so lucky that we have this spiritual aspect of deen 24 hours of our life. We have the Quran, we have the Sunnah as a guide, which is full of so many examples. And the Prophet ﷺ constantly taught the Sahaba. Once they were sitting, right? And the Prophet ﷺ wanted to teach this, how to change your perspective. A rich man from the noble people walks in. And the Prophet ﷺ said to the Sahaba, that guy there, he just drove up in his BM or Rolls Royce Bentley. What do, you, what do you think of him? What's your perspective of this man? Sahaba said, very noble. One of the top class, rich people, business minded. If somebody was to send a wedding proposal, or if he was to send a wedding proposal, immediately everyone would say yes. Women would fall at his feet. And if he was to be in a gathering and he wanted to speak up, everyone would go quiet and listen to him. Prophet said, okay, that's fine. Later on, a poor person walks, walks in with a very simple kind of car. Imagine, just compare, be, making it relative. Someone very simple, okay? He's wearing clothes from Primark. He's very simple. He's walked in in a very simple car, outdated. You'd call it a banger nowadays. And he's walked in. Nobody's noticed him. Nobody wants to know him. The Prophet said, what do you think of this guy? What do you think of him? And the Sahaba said, very poor, low-class person. If he was to send a marriage proposal, everybody would de decline. If he was to speak in a gathering, no one would even turn around to listen to him. Like, what has he got to offer? Now the Prophet wasallam teaches the Sahaba how to change your perspective. It's not about style, it's about substance. Do you know what he said? He says, Wallahi. He pointed to that poor person. He says, Wallahi, this one man, is better than a whole world full of that rich person. If you were to fill the world with that person who you think who had style, this one man of substance is much better. This is the, what the Prophet ﷺ is teaching us. And he does this regularly. Look at the dua for looking in the mirror. He knew that you and I every day were going to be looking in the mirror. And naturally by looking in the mirror, you become self-obsessed. You're going to see style. You're not going to see inside. You're going to see the exterior. And that's going to be in front of you and you want to perfect yourself. And he taught us, this is Islamic psychology being taught by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allahumma hassanta khalqi fa hassin khuluqi. Oh Allah, you beautified my exterior. Allah, make my interior even better. Make my interior. So again, changing perspective. Every single time you look in the mirror, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is telling you, look at your real self. Look at your real self. Your real self is not the superficial, what everybody sees. There's a real self inside you. And when you post on Instagram and people, if I was to make, put a selfie now, right? And, and post on Instagram, I can make the biggest smile. No one's going to see the hatred in my heart and the jealousy in my heart and the arrogance and the pride that's inside me. That's my real self. 
Or if even if I'm a good, no one's going to see that. So the likes I'll receive will be on the superficial, which is not true. And I can get carried away and I can get happy and get self-obsessed and become really narcissistic. Where does the word narcissism come from? Going to the Greek, he was a person amongst the Greek called Narcos. Narcos was very good looking. And there was, he had an enemy, a man hated him. And this man who hated him, his wife actually fell in love with this man called Narcos. So he wanted to destroy him. So once he invites him to his home, and he took him to the pond. So Narcos, because he was so good looking, he came to the pond. And when he came to the pond, he was like this, looking in the pond. And he, when he looked at the pond, he saw himself. He became so self-obsessed, so he's like looking into the pond. He's there, he keeps looking, 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 until he fell in and he died. And that's what narcissism does to you. When you become so self-obsessed. So either a person, if we're going to go over style over substance, where we're going to become so self-obsessed that it's going to kill us. It's going to kill everything that we have. On the contrary, if we base it on what people say, we've outsourced our happiness for everything. On the contrary, it could lead. If somebody doesn't agree with your style, somebody doesn't like you, somebody doesn't share your post, somebody doesn't follow you, you don't have a following like others have, then that could lead to a state of depression. And that could also be very damaging as well, as we can see. In life, we will go through challenges and we've been taught to work on this. I conclude, I conclude by mentioning Shaykhul Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah. Shaykhul Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah is one of the great scholars of Islam. He went through many trials and many challenges, so much so he actually died in prison. He used to say that in this world, Allah has created a Jannah for every person in this world. He says, if you are not able to enter your Jannah in this world, you won't enter it in the hereafter. This is what he used to say. If you can't enter your Jannah of this world, you won't enter it in the hereafter. And then he says, my Jannah is always with me. He told his student, Ibn Al-Qayyim rahimahullah, who was also in prison with him. He says, what can my enemies do to me? What can my enemies do to me? Because my enemies can't, do you know why he goes? My Jannah is always with me. My Jannah, if they put me in jail, if they put me in jail, for me, that's solitude. I'm alone with my paradise, with my Jannah. This is perspective. If they kill me, for me, that's martyrdom. If they exile me, for me, that's tourism. I'll travel. I'll see the land of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as he was in the prison and they started to close the gates of the prison and they started to lock the doors, he recited the verse of the Quran. On the day of judgment, when the bridge will be there of Sirat and the Munafiqeen will be following the believers. And then Allah will put a veil between the believers and the Munafiqeen. And the Quran says the external of this world towards the Munafiqeen will be punishment, but the interior will be bliss and heaven and Rahmah. When he saw the doors closing, he said, this is perspective. They're the ones who are in suffering. Here inside this prison cell, I'm in bliss. I'm in bliss. I, I've not done anything wrong. I know I am with my Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to change our perspective, not to outsource our happiness on everything else, but to find it truly within. It is only in the remembrance of Allah that we will find true happiness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the understanding. Just a quick reminder once again. Uh, 
first of all, the vaccines are ongoing, walk in, you can go up till four o'clock if anybody's not had the vaccines. And number two, we've got a beautiful book regarding the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam being distributed freely on your way out. Please take a copy. Jazakumullah